Through their investment in the Minnesota Corn Checkoff, corn growers are fueling research and initiatives that build a more sustainable future for farmers and all Minnesotans. The Minnesota Corn Podcast introduces you to the individuals who are shaping future ag practices, identifying new markets, and promoting agriculture with the non-farming public. Our guest for this episode is University of Minnesota entomologist Faye Young. We're talking about a study that you're working on involving corn and specifically European corn borer. Faye, where's a good starting point uh, for your research? Yeah, European corn borer like, is a very, I think, the first target pest of BT corn in 1996. Before the adoption of the BT corn, European corn borer caused a huge damage in the area in North America. And uh, they estimated that the management and the yield loss caused by this insect pest close about to 1 billion per year. So after adoption of BT corn, this insect pest was like widely suppressed. So it, the BT works very effective for this insect pest for more than 20, almost 27 years. However, in 2018, the resistance of European Cambora to Crow1F BT corn was firstly detected in Nova Scotia in Canada. And after that, from 2018 to 2020, the scientists in Canada did more studies and tests, lots of other field populations, and, and they found the resistance to Crow1F BT corn has been dispreaded like in different areas, like Quebec and Manitoba, especially Manitoba that's close to US, to Minnesota. So this kind of resistance discovered in Canada may cause the problems later in, in the U.S. mainland because European Cambora is a migratory insect. So these insects can get back to the U.S. mainland and cause problems for the BT corn in the U.S. mainland. So your study, does it really focus in on identifying if resistance is occurring in Minnesota and the U.S., or is it more focused on alternative management approaches given that resistance is a known issue? So right now, our first step is to detect whether resistance is increasing in the mainland U.S., especially like in the areas in Minnesota, because we found, as I mentioned, the resistance has been discovered in Manitoba, so which is close to Minnesota. So our first goal is to sample populations from different areas in Minnesota. And this, we, we, we are prepared right now to get some samples this year from our four survey for European Cambora. As long as we have established the populations and we can test these different populations to different BT proteins. Because right now in the market, especially in the US, there are only two groups of BT protein that's effective for management of the European Cambora. The first is CRA1BT protein, which, which contains CRA1AB, CRA1F and CRA1015. And the second group is CRA2AB. So we try to document the field population's susceptibility to these BD proteins. And if we see any reduced susceptibility, and we will let the, uh, the industry and the EPA knows the, pop the, the problems here, and they can devise some management strategies like increasing the refugee area or use other technologies in the local area to management resistance. This sounds like a, a pretty comprehensive study. Do you have 
a time frame in mind? Can you kind of get conclusive uh, work done in a in a what single growing season? Are you thinking over multiple years? What's the timetable? Um, this is like a multiple year study. So our first step, I think, because this year we try to collect samples. So if we collect samples and the next year we can have some data to show growers the populations we collected, what's the status right now to these BT proteins. And if we find some problems there and we will do some other studies. So it's not just the one study, it's multiple studies. The, the one I mentioned is just one study to test the stability. And another study we are going to is if we find some populations, we will use some techniques because the resistance allele or resistance genes is present like uh, in the field populations. It's very rare. So we the, we try to use some techniques to get that gene or resistance gene out of the field populations and establish some resistance populations in the field, in the lab. So with that population available, we can do lots of other studies. Like we can document the genetics of these resistance. So because if we understand the resistance genetics, we can see the risks of these resistance in the future. So it sounds like all this research is going to be happening on campus, so to speak. Are, are you looking for farmer participation as well? Uh, yes, for sure. So. The first thing we want, like collaboration with the farmers, is if they see any damage or any populations in their BT cone or non-BT cone, we can go and have a check. So that's that's another thing we, we, we will do also next year to do like a full survey, like to test to test the occurrence of these kind of populations in the field. So that's that's the main reason. So and that's the main objective. And everything we did like in the lab. We will apply them to the field later. It, Faye, it sure seems like whether we're talking about pest pressure or weed pressure, resistance is a growing problem for farmers. And so those alternative management strategies are, are really becoming critical, aren't they? Yes. I Like, BT is just like an insect size. So if you use long term, like insect pressure is high. So it, 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 it will like put lots of selection pressure, insect will develop resistance. So from the standard point of integrated pest management, BT is just one way. So we can use other like strategies like insecticides, seed treatment, or culture practices to management this kind of insect pest. Obviously, this information is going to be very valuable for corn growers. What's your uh, message to members of the Minnesota Corn Growers Association, the, the Research and Promotion Council, that are going to be following along with your study? What do you want them to really know? And uh, right now, the European Tambora population, in, I, mean, I mean, especially like in the mainland U.S., is still very low. It's not very high. So resistance is rare in Canada is at the early stage. Like if, if we have any resistance in the US, it's very still very very still early stage. So what the growers just pay attention to their field. If they found anything, like just let us know. And they don't need to worry about the damage right now because in the US, they use pyramid BT protein 
technology. That means in each Bt com hybrids, they have multiple Bt proteins, not just the one Bt protein for control of the European Cambara. They have both Cra1 and Cra2 proteins. So once one Bt protein is ineffective, for, for example, the Cra1 Bt protein is not effective for managing European Cambara, the remaining Cra2 Bt proteins can still work very effective. So with those dual protection, it's no problem for just the one Cra1-FBT protein resistance. However, if we don't pay attention to this resistance, once Cra1 is ineffective, we will put a very, very high selection pressure on the Cra2, so resistance can evolve very fast to both proteins. So the right now season situation is, it's no problem for all the BT technology used in US. We just do some basic technology and a basic test for future. Faye, anything else about your study that you want to make sure we highlight? And the, the study here, I think we mentioned just one study for suitability test. And another one I mentioned is a F2 screen. We tried to establish resistant population from the field using F2 screen techniques. And after that, we will try to study the genetics of resistance to see the risks for resistance in the future. Where should our listeners go if they would like to learn more about your study? And uh, I think after we have the results, we will do lots of like uh, workshops or publish some newsletters in the University of Minnesota website. And I will also and talk about these studies next year when we have data in the extension meetings in different counties. Faye, thank you so much. Yes, yeah, thank you. If you have any questions or you want to contact me, just reach to my website and I'll try to answer any questions or if you find any problems in the field for European Cambara or for any other corn insects, just let me know. To learn more about research supported by Minnesota Corn, visit mncorn.org. 